Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 126, where we'll be talking about a hobbyist versus a business mindset. Yeah, so I think that the lens at which you view your project can change quite a few aspects of it. And so that's what we really want to discuss today. So let's first mention here that there's nothing wrong with being on either side of this fence. If you view your project as just a hobby, that is wonderful. If you view it as a business, then that is a great you know way to look at it as well. So we're just talking about the differences and kind of how you can look at them to set yourself up for success and, and get your goals, you know, oriented the correct way. Yeah. And I think even something that we've seen with a lot of our guests up to this point is that it might start as a hobby and then turn into a business. Um, or maybe it always stays a hobby because you're just looking for a creative outlet. So again, you know, there's lots of ways to kind of look at this. Um, but it is a good thing to consider, um, like Brendan says, as you're creating your goals or as you're just trying to maybe look for different things that you can add to what you're already doing. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could also start as a business and then translate to a hobby. Maybe you find that there's not, you know, an opportunity for you as a business, but you enjoy creating so much that you continue on with no, you know, aspirations of turning into a business. Just thinking about that. Thinking out loud. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure I'd be interested to hear if that's been um, like the the story for somebody. Yeah. So I think let's start it out. We actually have two clips for you guys today that pertain to this topic. So let's throw it back to episode 125 back on Monday and hear Casey from Disneyland Daily on how she views her project. I started with the the business. Um, and so that was my focus from the very beginning. Um, as I said before, I was, you know, blogging for eight years before just as a mommy blog and, and that was for fun. And I love the connection. And when I was doing it, I had really young children. And so that was a, a nice support system. Um, and, and so there, you know, there are many reasons to blog and, and if those are the only things you want to get out of it, which is to, you know, make connections and have support and just talk about something you love. That's fantastic. Stick with that, whether it's an Instagram page or a blog or Facebook or whatever platform you prefer, that's great. It really will take the pressure off of you. It'll make the entire project easier and um, it'll be less stressful. If you do want to make it a business and you intend to make money with it, it will become a much, much bigger part of your life um, if you truly want to succeed. I've read somewhere that most blogs fail after a year um, or don't make it past a year because you don't really make any money your first year. I didn't. I mean, I worked constantly my first year and I think I made around $20 a month, if that, if that. So it's hard to make such little money and work crazy hours trying to build trust in people, trying to connect with people and trying to figure out exactly what direction you want to go in. Because you really, you know, we all, uh, our time is valuable, all of us. And if 
you're not getting paid for something you're working so hard at, it can be certainly something that you just want to wash your hands of and say, you know what, I tried and this didn't work. For me, it took two-ish years before I felt validated with my time. And even then, looking at the income I had then seems very little compared to what I make now. And so I look back and think, gosh, that wasn't even worth my time. You know, and, and it, uh, it's all in perspective. You know, you, you start making money and you think, okay, this is going to work out. I'm going to keep moving. And you, you continue to go down that path, hoping that you do feel validated with your time. Um, because it has to make sense. You can't do this forever and not have some sort of payback with it. Um, but it takes a while, you know, and you've got to find your voice. You have to find your, your audience. You have to find exactly what you want to do. Um, and that looks different for, for a lot of people. Some people really are heavy in Instagram and they want to do the influencer thing and they want to make that money that way. I'm not that person. I'm more so a blogger and most of my money comes from my website. So um, you mentioned earlier someone who started an Instagram page, for example, and wanted to turn in, into a blog. I actually did just the opposite. And so everything of um, with, with Disneyland Daily starts and lives on my blog, on my website. And then Instagram and Facebook are merely platforms for sharing that information. I definitely love that quote. And I think Casey shares a lot of really good points. The big thing that I think stands out to me is that when you do have more of a business mindset, it does sort of add pressure, don't you think? Yeah, because I think you're constantly putting timelines on yourself and you're also getting into that comparison game at that point too. I mean, and there's the I want it now, you know, syndrome as well that goes along with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think once you do decide to look at it, you know, in a business aspect, it's it maybe even becomes more competitive in a way because you are trying to compare like what you're doing, maybe compared to what someone else in your same space is doing and, you know, what are they doing well? What could I learn from them? Different things like that. Yeah. I, one thing to just like a tangent on this. One thing we have learned so much through this podcast and chatting with people, you can absolutely never judge a book by its cover. There are people who are wildly successful and their social media numbers may not suggest it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think we could go on like a whole other topic about this, but it really is all about finding like where your market is or where your niche is or how, you know, you can be the most successful, whether it is a business or a hobby, you know, you have to know and have the confidence in yourself, like knowing what you do best and not necessarily worrying about what, you know, society or social media, you know, would suggest that you should be doing. So again, that, that really is a whole other tangent that we could go on, but it ties into the whole comparison. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that comparison is pointless in that aspect because you never know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. You never know if their website ranks number one in SEO on every single thing that they post. Or maybe they're huge on Facebook. Maybe they're huge on TikTok and you don't know TikTok. that. TikTok. <laughs> I recently just discovered TikTok from having to spend like an hour and a half after school with my 
cheer girls before a game. It's where the kids are. Isn't that funny? If your market is kids, A, we probably need to talk. B, <laughs> that's where they are. It, it's true. It's true. So I think that was excellent advice from Casey, and, and I think it's so helpful to learn how she has viewed it. We also have another golden quote that I want to share with you guys, and this one is from episode 122, two Mondays ago, from Julie, who is com. So let's hear what Julie had to say about this hobby versus business. I think there's a difference between going in it being like, this is a business, and I take this seriously, versus I'm going to get rich quick doing it. I uh, like when people are like, oh, is this like a hobby? I'm like, no, this is a business. Even when I was making negative dollars, this was still a business. Like, and that's how I treat it because I take it more seriously if it's a business versus a hobby. Like definitely treat it as a business, but yeah, you can't go in being like, oh, I'm going to make all this cash right off the bat because you're probably not going to make a whole lot of cash right off the bat with any business you start. Mm -hmm. Did you notice how she mentions that viewing it as a business makes her automatically take it more seriously. I think that's valid. Just coming from all of the different little things that maybe we've tried, I think um, the mindset is huge, you know, and having like goals and ambition for it. Not to say that if it's a hobby, you know, you can't take it seriously either. But I do think kind of, like what we said with Casey, with like that added pressure and with it maybe being a bigger part of your life because you are trying to make income from it, you know, it just, it automatically makes it more serious. You know, just like you would take your nine to five job seriously. Mm -hmm. And it seems obvious, but I think it's worth mentioning both of them mentioned that it takes time. None of these things are built overnight and, you know, that's something we have to tell ourselves quite often. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, again, it's just so easy to look at other people and compare. But with a business, too, it's almost like the longer it takes, like the more you maybe doubt, like, what's going on. Like, oh, is this right? Should it be taking this long? What else could I do to make it faster? And really... There is nothing. You know what I mean? And that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Well, and it even goes back to what Casey was talking about, that most people will stop blogging within one year after they stop. So we are almost one year into Detour. What's what's our year birthday? I think it's the 28th of this month. You think? We're going to need an exact date, sir. I'm pretty sure it's the 28th. Um and a lot of people that we started up with around the same time that, you know, we connected with online because we were going through a similar process of trying to get our footing and get traction. Unfortunately, there's quite a few of those people who are no longer pursuing it. Unfortunately, there are some past Detour to Neverland guests who are no longer pursuing what we talked to them about. And that's just a reality of these things that you have to have persistence and play the long game. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's any, and this is just me speaking out loud, I wonder if there's any correlation between like a hobby versus a business mindset in like the longevity of things. Like, do you think if people consider it to be a business, they quit earlier? Probably. You know what I mean? Because if it's a hobby and it's just for fun and it is like your creative outlet 
I feel like that's not necessarily like a more sustainable thing, but because it does have less pressure, I wonder if that, you know, keeps it going longer. I can see it both ways because the flip side of that is if you are just viewing it as a hobby, you have no skin in the game. Like you can quit tomorrow and you, you lose nothing. Except for maybe like happiness (laughs) or fulfillment. Yeah, so, you know, I can see it both ways. I, I think see what you mean. I just have to give you a hard time. It would be, I think, on an individual basis. But something I want to mention is I don't think this is something you have to have figured out today. But I do think maybe the question that you have to ask yourself is, do I ever want to pursue this as something more than a hobby? And if the answer is yes, I just think that's something to be cognizant of so that you can gather data and start, you know, surveying the landscape around you and explore any opportunities that may come up down the road so that if you do decide to make that flip, you're in the best position you can be in. Yeah, or even that if you do see an opportunity arise, like at least the seed would have been planted in your mind maybe so that you wouldn't have to feel like you're making such a quick decision, you know, like you don't have to move quickly by any means, but if, you know, if you already had that idea, then, you know, maybe when the opportunity presents itself, you'll recognize it more easily. Yeah. So this next point, I think this is probably a lot of my own insecurities coming out. I don't know if you guys can tell. Everybody has insecurities. This is one (laughs) of them for me is that sometimes I feel like because we are open about that we are pursuing this as a business, that we view it that way, that I sometimes feel like there's a target on our back. Do you ever feel that way? Well, I guess it's a, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'd word it that way. I think sometimes we get really hesitant about talking about things like this because we just don't know how it'll be received You know, because it is kind of weird to talk about, you know, what you're doing as a business. Sometimes, I mean, I think in the right context, it's appropriate. And I think it's healthy to talk about because, like, our goal, one of our goals would be able to, you know, pursue this and, like, live in Disney. And, you know, our list could go on and on. But, like, we are open about our goals and what we want. And that's kind of how we keep it in the front of our mind. Um, But sometimes people do kind of shy away from that or think, like, oh, you know, you shouldn't talk about that. But I think Julie and Casey tell us that it's okay. Or at least for me. They're so open about it. You know, it's not like we pride for them to say any of those things. Like, that's really how they feel. And I think... When you, when you do think that way, it's healthy to talk about. Like, it's nothing that you should feel weird about, like we do sometimes. Yeah, and that's why I mentioned that I think it's my own personal insecurities coming out. And, and, like, I create that own situation in my head instead of it actually being a reality. Because the one piece of data that we have on this is, like, a few months ago when we decided that we were going to put ads in the show, the feedback we got from that was outstanding, Like, everybody was so supportive of us. And, you know, a lot of people said, you know, congratulations on taking this next step. I never would have imagined that anybody would say that. 
you know? Yeah, you just think of like, you know, when you're trying to look at a website and you see like a weird pop-up ad and you're like, oh, this is so annoying. Yeah. You know, I don't want this. Yeah. So all in all, I think it's all about your approach. As long as your intentions come from a place of service, you'll be fine. Now, if you're out there selling tchotchkes for a 300% markup, (laughs) people are probably going to come after you. And I just think it's important to come from that place of, I'll say it again, a service, you know, and, and trying to bring value to others through your work. Yeah, and I think even it just kind of sticks with, like, being genuine, like, about what you're doing. I mean, like, even if it is a business, like, you don't want to be, like, weird or salesy about it. You know, if you're making something that you've put your – time and you know in your skills into making like you should be compensated for that you know like anyone who creates a t-shirt or anything like you should be paid for that you know what I mean um and I think the most important thing is just to have fun you know whether it's a hobby or it's a business um whichever you know which way you're swinging I think the goal is to have fun and to enjoy yourself and, you know, at the end of the day, especially if it's part of the Disney community, it's a great place to be. So you really can't go wrong either way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to add. So you ready to move to our next segment? I'm ready. All right. So let's hear a quick message from our partners and then we'll be back with the Disney portion. Kingdom Strollers is a no-brainer for your next trip to Walt Disney World with kids. Why spend the time lugging your home stroller to Orlando when you can reserve a stroller at a very affordable rate to be dropped off at Bell Services of your resort? Go look at their Disney-approved strollers today by visiting detourtoneverland.com forward slash kingdom. Again, that's detourtoneverland.com forward slash kingdom, or just hit the link in the show notes. Good deal. So three quotes that we put together for this one. We should, never mind. I was going to say, we have two from Walt Disney and one from Steve Jobs. We should make them guess which one is which, but we'll never know if you guess right. So I guess that's not, not, not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. So let's, let's stand, let's sandwich the Steve Jobs in the middle. So I'll read the first Walt one. When we opened Disneyland, a lot of people got the impressions that it was a get rich quick thing but they didn't realize that behind Disneyland was this great organization that I built here at the studio and they all got into it and we were doing it because we loved to do it. That's a good one. I'm impressed that you found that. I think it still applies today. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because everyone, I mean, even we say it sometimes like, oh, well, Disneyland can charge whatever they want or, you know, they just have like... I it's mean, like Chick-fil-A. They just, they can print money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everyone just loves it so much. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, the end of that hits home is that we were doing it because we love to do it. That was the inspiration. Mm-hmm. That was the source. That's a good one. So you, you're going to do our Steve Jobs one? Yeah, and luckily this one's shorter. So Steve Jobs says... If you really look closely, most overnight successes took a long time. 
So we definitely hit on this, but even though it might look like it just popped up and they were, you know, wildly successful, super quick, there was probably a long road in front of that to get, you know, wherever they were headed to -hmm. success. You know, before you hit that big break, they might have gone through multiple business ideas or multiple changes or names or, you know, just fill in the blank, and it probably wasn't really overnight. Yeah. I, feel, I kind of feel guilty that I got both the Walt ones. Do you want you do the third Walt one? I don't want to take both of them. I think it's just because it's so long and you don't want to read it. So it says, when we consider a project, we really study it, not just the surface idea, but everything about it. And when we go into that new project, we believe in it all the way. We have confidence in our ability to do it right, and we work hard to do the best possible job. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what else I can add to it. I mean, Walt, he so just, wise. like, makes you your brain just, like, go into overdrive. Yeah. But I think, again, there's just a lot of effort that goes into whatever it is that you're working on. And you have to put in the work. And I like that he mentions confidence because you have to believe in yourself that you're doing what you should be doing and that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had an Instagram post about confidence recently. Oh, you did. Shameless plug. <laughs> so as far as characters that embody this topic, I, you got me. I, you came up with a good one, though. I came up with one, but it's just because it was obvious. It's obvious. Okay. So do you want to say it? Yeah, I feel like we beat around the bush too much on these. <laughs> do you want to say it? No, you say it. Um, Oaken. From Frozen. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Thinks I'm going to blow out. But it makes, you know, this is a good one because when you think about that scene, like he doesn't just give away his product. Like he recognizes supply and demand <laughs> and what he can get for it. Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't just give it away. He knows his worth. He knows his worth just like any other, you know, creator should. You know, know your worth and don't be scared to ask for what it's worth yeah i couldn't really think of many others to be honest can you i can't that's a good one though i fully support that (laughs) character choice well good deal so i think that's all i had for this topic do you have anything else to add i don't all right so thank you guys so much for joining us we'll be back on friday with episode number 127 gonna take a little business topic break and we're going to share our top five disney bucket list items bum, bum, bum. so hope you guys can join us and hope you are having a great week thank you for listening to detour to neverland subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us follow us on instagram at detour to neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks see you real soon